What is up, Real Relationship Talk fam? This is Dana Shea, and I'm so happy to have you here today for this very special episode. Y'all, I am so passionate about this topic of vision. If you didn't have a chance to listen to the previous episode, episode 125 that I did with Gabby Sundra, go ahead and listen to that episode first. So pause this one, go listen to 125, but make sure that you come back and listen to today's episode because we are going to get into some of the nitty gritties about how to actually create a vision for your marriage. Now, I am giving you guys some free coaching right now. I go through this exercise with every single one of my coaching clients, and I know that you're going to find a ton of value from this episode today. So if you're married, go ahead and get your spouse and listen to this together because this is not something that you're going to want to regurgitate with them. You are going to want them, if at all possible, to be listening to this episode with you. And I promise you, when you are finished listening to this episode, you guys are going to want to go book a hotel somewhere and you're going to want to get to work. I have to tell you that this is hands down probably one of my most um, important topics, but it's also one of my most favorite topics. And I think it's just because of how I'm wired. I'm a very visionary person. I am always looking out into the future at possibilities, endless opportunities, and how to make something better. That's just how I am. And I remember when I was 15, 16 years old, taking driver's ed, as you probably remember too, your driver's instructor most likely told you as you were driving to focus your eyes as far down the road as you could. You see, when you're a brand new driver, you have the tendency to look at the car right in front of you. But what happens is when that car right in front of you slams on brakes, you slam on brakes. Or when they even tap their brakes, you tap your brakes. Or if they swerve off of the line, then you swerve off of the line because your focus is too limited. Your focus is too narrow. But when you can set your sights further down the road, you have a much higher chance of making it to your destination and not getting distracted with all the little things that are happening right in front of you. And this is exactly how a vision for your marriage operates. So without any further ado, y'all, we're going to jump right into this content. I have so much to share and I'm going to try to pack it all in in less than 30 minutes. Let's get to work. You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. All right. So Sean and I just got back uh, a couple of weeks ago from a vision retreat. And this is something that I wish I could say we've done for 23 years straight in our marriage, but we have not. It is something that, like many of you, we have let slide to the wayside. We have always known that we needed a vision for our marriage, but we've not really been very intentional about putting an actual statement into play until recently. So this year, we decided we're actually going to go away and really nail down our vision and not necessarily create something new, but really look at what have we been doing? What's this vision statement that we've already had? And then how can we actually make that better? Or what are maybe some things that we want to put into our vision statement that haven't been there? Or what's maybe a vision that we might feel like we want to go in where we've not communicated that with one another? So off the bat, I want to encourage you, if at all possible, to get away with your spouse, to book a hotel room, 
Thank you, Williamsburg Christian Retreat Center, which uh, provided us this free room because I'm a pastor. They gave us this free room, beautiful, beautiful space in Williamsburg, Virginia, where we were able to just get away undistracted and really talk about the coming year and all the things that we're expecting God to do individually. That's a big part. And also as a couple. So my first tip is get away, get, you don't have to necessarily go away to a hotel if that's not uh, possible for you, but get away into an undistracted place. Go to a coffee shop together, go take a walk, go sit in your car, close your bedroom off to your children, do whatever you need to do to get into a place where you can be undistracted and where you can be focused. All right, so that's this first step. The second step that you're gonna wanna do is pray. Now, I understand that all of you who are listening to me right now are not Christians. Maybe you don't pray, but if you pray, pray. (laughs) Because I'm gonna tell you why. Prayer is not just a religious ritual that we do, but it is literally inviting the power and the presence of Almighty God through the power of his Holy Spirit to come into your decision-making. You see, I don't want to just make a decision because it seems like a good idea because y'all, I have lots of good ideas, right? And then they're not. And so there's lots of times that I have thought, this is the best thing in the world. I need to pursue this right away. And I haven't prayed about it. And I'll pursue something that ends up being a complete waste of time. And so if you are a praying couple, you're going to want to spend some time in prayer, just asking the Holy Spirit for direction, asking God to show you where you need to be headed in the next year or in the coming years. Okay. Number three, this is where it gets good. Okay. Well, it's already been good. Prayer is great, but this is where it gets real tangible. I should say, you're going to want to write down all the positive words that you want your marriage to look like. So what do I mean by that? I want you to write down, and I'm saying write this down. The Bible says in Habakkuk, write the vision, make it plain. You see, a lot of people, they think good thoughts, they might have a vision in their mind, but they never actually write it down. When you actually write it down, it becomes concrete. And there is also something, for all of my teachers listening, that when you write down something, your brain tends to remember it more than if you just think something. So writing this down, and this is why I'm asking you to get into a quiet space together, get a pen or an iPad or something like that, and write it down, type it out, okay? But you're going to want to write down words, positive words that describe your marriage. So you might write down words like um, encouraging or compassionate or intimate or um, fun, or you might write down words like um, financially stable or whatever those words are, but write an exhaustive list. Don't just write down five or six words because you're going to need about two sentences for your vision statement. Write down as many words if you're the husband that you can think of, and then write down as many words if you're the wife that you can think of. So together, you all should have 25, 30 words, okay? Now, don't be intimidated by that if you have 15 or 20 words. That's totally fine. My point is, is that you are gonna wanna have more than just a few words written down, all right? And I'm actually going to open up the vault and let you guys know me and Sean's exact process. I'm going to tell you the words that we wrote. I'm going to tell you exactly how we came up with our vision statement. All right. So after you write down all of those words, the next step is you're going to want to start to write short phrases concerning the words that you like best. So let me back up a step. 
After you've written down all the words, then you're going to want to circle or star or highlight the words that really resonate with you. So out of 30 words, maybe seven or eight or five really stand out to you. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a word that I really feel passionate about. Or this is a word that we have to have in our vision statement. So once you've highlighted those words or you've circled those words or you've starred those words, then you're going to want to use those words and create short phrases, okay? And again, I'm going to show you guys exactly what I'm talking about using a real-life example of me and Sean's vision statement. Okay, so after you've written down some of those short phrases, then you're going to want to try, and this can be challenging for some people, especially if you are like, I'm not a writer, I don't know how to do this, but go ahead from those short phrases and begin to write out a statement, write out a sentence that includes those words that you just highlighted, okay? Now, let me pause here because I know I just threw a lot at you. And if you're writing this down, you're like, wait, 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 you may have paused this podcast a few times by now. So I'm going to go back through those steps and I'm going to try to slow it down a little bit. All right. First thing, get in an undistracted place, a quiet space if, if possible. Go away if you absolutely can. Okay. Get somewhere where you can think and where you can talk in an undistracted space. Second thing, pray. All right. Really ask the Lord to show you what his vision is for your marriage. Really, that's the most important thing, right, is to pray. Next, go ahead and start writing out some words that you want to describe your marriage. Now, note, these are not words that describe your marriage as it is today. So please do not write down things like boring, stale, stagnant, blah, Okay, that is not a compelling vision statement. If that is the state of your marriage, you need to hire me as your coach so we can get you out of that stuck place. But if you actually have words that maybe you feel like are a little bit too fantastical or maybe they're not really realistic, go ahead and write them down. This is your vision. You get to create whatever you want to create, all right? After you've written those words, then you're going to highlight or circle the words that really stand out to you. Now, let me tell you something because your spouse might say a word and you might be like, "Mm, that's not really important to me. Circle it anyway, it's important to them. Highlight it anyway, it's important to them. And this is your vision statement together. This should not just be one person doing all the talking while the other spouse is just sitting there listening. And let me talk to you wives for a second because I know that some of y'all right now are listening to this saying, Dana, you do not know my husband. He is not gonna do this. Y'all, I know your husband. I have one too, okay? So you're going to have to sell him on this idea. And you're going to have to do that by saying things like, babe, you know what? Our marriage is in a good place right now. And I just am so excited for what lies in store for us in the future. Can you just dedicate maybe a couple hours with me to really talk specifically about how much our marriage is going to thrive over the next couple of years or something like that. You don't want to go to your husband and say, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being stuck in this marriage. We need a vision and we need to go away so we can write down a vision statement. That's probably not going to be 
effective for you, okay? But you want to be able to communicate. This is a good thing. This is something that is going to help you. This should not be um, strenuous, stressful. This should not provoke any arguments. This is actually a good exercise for you and your marriage, okay? So, and again, if you're a husband listening to this, like, no, I'm actually on board. It's my wife. Okay, sorry for the generalization there. Do the same thing if you're the husband and if your wife is not on board, tell her that this is going to be a good thing for your marriage. And if you're listening to this together and you guys are giving each other the side eye, just do this exercise. I promise you are not going to regret it. All right, let's keep going. So after I've told you, go ahead and highlight the words, circle the words that are standing out to you. Then you're going to write some short phrases using those words. Don't worry about writing full sentences right now. Just write short phrases using those words. So for example, if you wrote down um, the word compassionate, your phrase might be compassionate parents. Or your phrase might be to show compassion to all or something like that. So write down these short phrases using those words that you've circled. And then from those phrases, you're going to want to tease them out a little bit more to make a complete sentence or two or at max three. Because your vision statement needs to be short enough for you to memorize it. You will never employ a vision statement in your life if you have not memorized it, okay? So at the end of all of this, and you're going to have to try maybe write down three or four, five, six different iterations of it. You're going to write down something. You're going to be like, "Mm, I don't like that. That doesn't sound like us. Or "Uh, I don't like that. That sounds too flowery. Or "Mm, that sounds too general. Or "Uh, that doesn't sound realistic. Whatever it is, you might have to go back and forth a few times. So really give yourself some time to dedicate to this exercise. Don't fly through this in 30 minutes. This is not something that you want to do when your spouse is on a lunch break and y'all are on FaceTime. Don't do that. Really prioritize this time face-to-face and an undistracted place so that y'all can devote the necessary time to this exercise. All right, now once you have gotten a sentence that sounds like this might be good and you're both like, yeah, yeah, I think we can do this. Then the next thing that you're going to want to do is you're going to want to say it over and over and see if it rings true for you. And if you find yourself nodding and kind of smiling, then you know that's your vision statement. If you're still struggling with this, reach out to me and I would love to help you with this. We can do a one-on-one coaching session and we can really help you to really nail down this. Because let me tell you something, you without a vision, you're going to be floating all over the place. It's like a ship without a rudder. It's, it's like a runner without um, a specific destination. And so your marriage might be good, but where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you headed? What is going to be the future of your marriage if you don't have something that is literally like your North Star, that's guiding you, that's anchoring you to the destination that you need to go in? All right. I want to pivot from that. That's kind of the nitty gritty. That's the practical steps there. Let me give you actually, before I move on, let me give you a couple of more uh, tips here when you are creating your vision statement. One, you want to make sure that it is specific. You don't want a vision statement that says, we are going to be really nice people who love everyone. I mean, come on. That's not specific. It doesn't give you any teeth. It doesn't give you anything to really work toward. So make sure that your vision is specific. And this is why, again, I'm encouraging you to write down those very specific words, how you want your marriage to look like. 
if you close your eyes and you were to envision the greatest marriage that you could ever have, what does that look like? And then write down those words. All right. So you're going to want to make sure that your vision statement is specific. The next thing is you're going to want to make sure that it is realistic. And I've kind of alluded to this before. If your vision statement includes anything about finances, you probably don't want to put dollar amounts in it. This is not a business vision statement. So we're not going to talk about we want to be a couple that earns $3 million in the next three months. I mean, I guess for some that could be realistic, but probably for most of us, that's not going to be realistic. So probably you should keep dollars and cents out of the vision. You can say something like, we want to be financially healthy or we want to live a life of abundance. You can say things like that, but make it realistic. Okay. The third thing is you want to keep it simple. And I said that before, you don't want it to be so convoluted that you're like, okay, well, well, let me look at that word. What's that word mean again? Don't do that. Just keep it simple. Use your natural vocabulary, your natural voice to create this vision statement. You also want to make sure that it's short. Again, short enough for you to memorize. So if your children were to ask you, mom, dad, what's your vision statement? You should be able to just fire it off because it's short enough for you to memorize. And then finally, you want to make sure that your vision statement is inspirational, something that you can actually aspire to. You might be like, well, this is not who we are today. That's fine. It's a vision statement. It's where you are headed. So make sure that it's inspirational, something that you both are going to want to work together to accomplish. Okay, so those are kind of my, my last minute tips there on actually creating or crafting the vision statement. Now, I want to give you some examples of companies and their vision statements. And then, like I said, I'm going to open up the vault and show you me and Sean's vision statement. So listen to this. All right. Amazon's vision statement is to be Earth's most customer-centric company where customers can find and discover anything they might want to buy online. I mean, A to the men, okay? Amazon is my favorite store, hands down. And guess what? They are customer-centric. Before I left to go to Tanzania, I had ordered some things for my trip. And you know how they said, we're Amazon Prime, so we're supposed to get it in two days or less. And so they had told me that these items were coming on this specific day. Well, I'm leaving to go to Tanzania the next day and the items are still not there. So I'm freaking out and I'm like, oh my gosh, like they weren't just like items that I kind of wanted, like I needed them. They were essential for the trip. And so the items still weren't there. I'm sorry, I was leaving in two days and the items still weren't there. So I call Amazon, which if you've never called Amazon, you can call them and they will answer the phone. And so I call Amazon and they're very apologetic and they're, you know, trying to track the the shipment and trying to see what went wrong and they could tell that I was getting a little frustrated even though I was being very nice because I don't believe in being rude to customer service agents. I used to work in customer service. And so I'm getting a little frustrated, they can tell, but I'm still being, you know, nice and polite. And then they say, you know, we want to give you a credit basically for your troubles. That's being customer centric. They're living up to their vision. They say that they want to be a place where customers can discover anything they might want to buy online. And I am a testimony of that. I will find that I don't need those rhinestone outlet covers. But because Amazon recommended them to me, guess what's going in my cart? So this is a company that is living up to their vision. 
All right, let's look at Tesla. Tesla's vision statement is to create the most compelling car company of the 21st century by driving the world's transition to electric vehicles. Y'all see how specific that is? And are they doing that? Absolutely. When we think of electric cars, what's the first thing that pops in our mind? Tesla. Hyundai has electric vehicles. Honda and Sony actually just entered into a partnership to have an electric vehicle. Did y'all know that? Do we think of that when we think of electric vehicles? No, we think of Tesla. So they are fulfilling their vision statement right in front of our eyes. All right, let's look at Southwest Airlines. This is where if this were a movie, the music would change, okay? Because if you've been paying any attention to what's been going on in the news with the holiday season, if you're listening to this in real time, we just got out of Christmas uh, 2022, as you know. If you're listening to this in the future, uh, go back in your mind and remember what the holiday season of 2022 looked like and how all of these thousands and thousands of airline or uh, flights were being canceled. Southwest took the brunt of a lot of that. So many flights being canceled. But listen to their vision statement. Their vision statement is to be the world's most loved, most efficient, and most profitable airline. Well, friends, I can tell you this, that after the fiasco of the holiday season 2022, they were definitely not the most loved. They were absolutely not the most efficient. I was reading stories online about wives or brides, excuse me, who missed their weddings, families who missed their cruises, a man who actually missed his heart transplant because he couldn't get a flight, that is not efficient. And then it says that they want to be the most profitable airline. Well, unfortunately, Delta, I guess unfortunately for Southwest, Delta, as of June of 2022, according to simpleflying.com, Delta is actually the most profitable airline. So this is a case of a company whose vision statement does not match the practices. Why am I telling you this? Because you don't want to be a couple who has a vision statement and you're not walking your talk, where your vision statement sounds wonderful, but your real life doesn't prove that. Now, finally, our case study here at McDonald's. All right, can, let me just go on the tangent just for a second, and then we're going to jump back. All right, McDonald's is banned in my household. All right, y'all might know that I'm vegan-ish. I say ish because I eat fish. So vegan-ish, um, and you're like, oh, you're a pescatarian, but I don't do dairy. And it's just too much, too many words to say that I'm a dairy-free pescatarian. So I just say I'm vegan-ish, all right? Well, not just because I'm vegan-ish, it's McDonald's banned in our home because our boys and Sean, they're not vegan-ish. They're complete carnivores. But I just will not support McDonald's. I don't like the customer service. I don't like the quality of the food. I don't like the long lines. I just do not like McDonald's. Sorry, McDonald's people, if you're listening to this, if you work at McDonald's, God bless you. But I don't really care for McDonald's. But this is their vision statement. It made me laugh, literally laugh out loud when I read this. Their vision statement is to be the world's best quick service restaurant experience. And then their mission statement is to make delicious, feel-good moments easy for everyone. In what world? In what world? Where? Have you gone to a McDonald's that you have had good, delicious, not just good food, delicious, they say, feel good moments. I don't feel good when I go to McDonald's. I just don't. So this is another example of a company that's not really living out their vision statement. They're profitable, 
They got the quick thing going on, but they're not necessarily living out their vision statement. So as you and your spouse are creating this vision statement, it's important that you can actually live out this vision. Live it out in front of your children, live it out in front of your neighbors, live it out in front of your family, your community, so that when people hear, oh yeah, that's their vision statement. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. That's who they are. All right, you guys, this has never been done before. No one has ever gotten the privilege of going into my mind and seeing exactly how Sean and I have created our vision. But I want to let y'all know, because I practice what I preach and everything that I teach as a coach, we employ in our marriage. Not perfectly. We don't have a perfect marriage. We have a coach as well, because we get it wrong too, you guys. And we, we stumble along the way. We have stuck points just like everybody else. But I'm telling you what I know works. And I'm telling you what we do in our relationship and what many couples actually are doing in their relationship. This is what separates good couples from great couples. This is what separates the couples who are just kind of hanging on and just kind of roommates and just kind of, you know, surviving to uh, couples who are thriving and couples who are in love and are intimately connected. You got to have a vision statement. That's like hands down foundational. Okay. So when Sean and I go back to our vision statement, some words that we wrote down were friends. It's important that we're friends. We don't want to just be parents. We don't want to be business partners. We don't want to be like brother and sister or roommates. I guess brother and sister would be kind of weird, but we want to be friends. We want to to continue to um, build upon our friendship. So that's one of the words that we put down. Um, we put down fun, united, financially strong, faithful, hello, loving, considerate, compassionate, safe, growing, mature, godly, sexually active, like that's important to both of us, thoughtful, receptive, intimate, encouraging, and on and on and on and on. So what we did with that long list is we did exactly what I'm teaching you to do on this episode. We started writing out, okay, what are some words that are, phrases, excuse me, that are really important using some of those words that we've highlighted or that we are, um, that we're going to focus on. And then we finally got down to, as we began to kind of go back and forth about, you know, what is our vision? Now, I'm going to pause here and just tell y'all like real talk. If you follow me on Instagram, then you probably saw on my Instagram stories not too long ago, I had posted that we actually did get into an argument on this vision retreat. And um, it wasn't concerning the vision itself. I'm I'm embarrassed to tell y'all why. I'm sitting here like, should I really tell them why we got an argument? Okay, I'm just going to like, put myself out there. Y'all, I literally have like, I literally have like no skeletons in my closet. I always say I could run for public office because I just like tell everybody my stuff. But we got into an argument because Sean had a headache. <laughs> I know it's embarrassing, but I didn't believe he had a headache. I was like, you don't have a headache. And so we got into this argument because he had a headache and I didn't believe he had a headache. It was the stupidest thing. So when I tell y'all that we have a coach, this is why. All right, back to my point. So what our vision statement is, and again, you want to make sure that your vision statement is short and simple and sweet, short enough for you to memorize it. So our vision statement is this. As a lighthouse couple, we are faithfully united in God's love, living generously and graciously encouraging all. 
we can say that vision statement over and over and over. We can teach it to our children. We can put it in our living room, on our computers. That's something that we want to do. What does it mean to be a lighthouse couple? Well, years ago, years ago, it's probably 15 years ago, we were living in our old house and I woke up this morning and I had this vision, huh? Play on words, right? Literally though, I had a vision of our family being a lighthouse. Like I saw this huge lighthouse and I saw our family inside this lighthouse and we were like shining this light in the darkness. And I believe that that is the calling of God on our family, not just on me, not just on Sean, not just on us as a couple, but our family to help others find the light in the darkness. And so the lighthouse, and I have many lighthouses in my actual house to remind us of that is God's vision for us. So that needed to be in our vision statement, right? We are a lighthouse couple. What we have been through in our marriage, the darkest places that we have been in, God has redeemed and transformed so that now we are able to shine the light for others who are in darkness. So that became super important to me. We are also people who want to be godly. We don't just want to be good people. We want to be godly. What does that look like? We'd have to have a whole nother episode to really break that down as to what does it mean to be a godly couple. But we also want it to be a couple who is generous, who gives generously financially, who gives of our time, who gives of our resources. That's why I do this podcast. It's just an act of generosity. It's totally free for you, but it's just something that I love to do to share with you some wisdom and uh, also other people, to give other people a platform where they can too share their knowledge and their expertise. It's important to us that we live graciously that we give one another grace, that we give our children grace, that we give ourselves grace. And so that showed up in our vision statement. So as you are crafting your vision statement together, I want you to envision what your marriage is going to look like and then write the vision, make it plain. Final thoughts before we wrap up. Keep your vision in the present tense. Don't say something like, we want to be a couple who... Or we are a couple who will be. No, no, no. Keep it in the present tense. We are. We will. We stand for. Keep it in the present tense. All right, y'all. Well, I hope that you found this very helpful. We are just about 30 minutes here. And so I just, I'm so grateful to be able to share this with you. Like I'm on a high just sharing this with you. I'm telling y'all, I get so excited about this. And I love it when my couples actually come up with their vision statements and they share them with me. And I'm like, let's make that happen. I truly believe you guys that you can have the relationship or the marriage of your dreams or of your vision. If you write it down, you will be compelled to work toward that thing every day. And then the stupid little arguments that you have, like you don't have a headache. Yes, I do. No, you don't. You're faking it. Why would I be faking? You don't, you're not going to get caught up in silly stuff like that. Or maybe you will, but you know, you'll get over it. And we did get over it. It was a little silly argument. It didn't last too long. But you want to have a vision that compels you to not only keep going in your marriage, but to enjoy your marriage. Marriage is meant to be enjoyed And so I hope that this has helped you tremendously. If you have a vision statement, I would love to hear it. 
why don't you send me an email at info at danashay.com. That's I-N-F-O at D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com and share with me your vision statement. Or if you want it to be public, you can send me a DM on Instagram at Mrs. Dana Shea. That's at M-R-S-D-A-N-A-C-H-E. And I will repost your vision statement so that we can encourage couples together. So thank you so much for listening today. Remember, friends, that a good relationship is not one that works. A good relationship is one where you put in the work. Let's get to work. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode. Often we believe our questions mean we don't have faith, but I believe Jesus loves our questions. Our questions are windows into heaven. I'm Caden Fabrizio, and on the Questions with Caden podcast, we ask and answer one question per episode as relevantly and biblically as possible. Questions about fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, and so much more. Don't worry, your questions, they're not going to scare Jesus. So ask away. Listen and subscribe now at lifeaudio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.